Winter weather is upon us in most of the United States, but horse racing stops for nothing. This weekend at the Big A will feature four stakes races, including three on Sunday. While all the races are sure to provide excitement, the $135,000 Geo Ponte and the $135,000 Forever Together are two that stand out. In the Ponte, Dakota Gold is a name to pay attention to, as the three-year-old Colt has taken home two victories in New York State this year. In the Forever Together, the field will look to cool down EV Jets, as she has top two finishes finishes in each of her last five races. Join Jonathan Ginch and Greg Wolf, Acacia Courtney, Maggie Wolfendale, and the whole Naira team as they bring you live racing expert analysis and picks. For America's Day at the Races showtimes, you can go to inthemoneypodcast.com slash TV. Hello and welcome to a special edition, unplanned edition of the In The Money Players podcast. This is uh, one of the shows that will be dropping on Friday, November 18th. This is the one covering the Aqueduct uh, pick five and pick six carryovers which came about yesterday and i'm bringing in uh, two of the guys who i always want to talk to when it comes to all things new york racing first we'll introduce the man who has been on these airwaves gosh almost as much as anybody at this point he covers the naira circuit over at in the money podcast.com he's nick tamaro nick what's up doing great pete excited to talk a little carryover action when these come up unplanned they're that much more fun Exactly. And another man who we always turn to in situations like this, known for his handicapping acumen, known for his ticket building, frequent guest, race lens, power user, Matt Vagvolgi. Matt, how are things? Good, Pete. Good. Uh, even uh, even better with a couple of carryovers uh, on a Friday. So uh, certainly looking uh, looking forward to it. Now, we're going to have to get right into the handicapping. On another show soon, though, I want to focus more on the specifics of ticket construction and, and strategy. But I, I will ask one question for you both to tackle. And Matt, we'll start with you. We were talking off air a little bit about why you believe that the pick five carryover is a, a better opportunity potentially than the pick six carryover. Not that you're not going to get involved with both, but uh, share with the listeners your, your rationale for that. Well, I mean, it just comes down to math, right? Um, you know, pick five carryovers are strange. Uh, they're not common. Um, but just that added money in the pool, you, you generally do get a situation, you know, with a, with a positive expectation and it doesn't necessarily attract a lot of computer wagering because of the low takeout that remains. Right. And, uh, which means the rebate is low pick six at Naira. I will say that on carryover days, it does jump, uh, the takeout. And it also substantially jumps the uh, rebate schedule uh, across the board. So you are going to see a bit more of computer play in these pools, which makes it more efficient. That just gives me, again, it's just really math as to why I feel the pick five might be a better better uh, wagering proposition than the pick six. Nick, will you be getting involved in both of these pools today? Or are you going to pick and choose? I'd probably be more inclined to go with the pick five just for some of the reasons Matt laid out and the likelihood that you get a really, uh, really good, uh ev on that so that that would be my initial reaction but uh you never know we're gonna dive right in here because it's actually only three hours from the first post 146 p.m eastern we kick things off with the pick six two-year-old made new york bred phillies going a mile on the dirt nick let's start with you what numbers will be on your tickets here you know the horse to beat is the five carapara for uh for linda rice who comes in with the right I'd say background for this particular race, given that the lone dirt start was a pretty solid effort. All things considered was also inside much of the way that day, not necessarily a day where you, uh, where there was a problem being inside as it can often be the case, but it feels like there's something to build on. 
it, it looked to me like one of the chalks would probably get it done here, either she or the four. These are interesting scenarios, and, and I hope Matt can shed a little light on it because you're going to get a horse like the six sweetest princess who's going to take an awful lot of money here. And I actually thought she ran really well on the turf last time out. Obviously George Weaver is running out of turf opportunities, but this is a horse who specifically is going to get bet based on turf races. We're not on turf. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and that's one of the great opportunities I'd say at this time of year in, in New York. So Nick looking to take on the six with the four and the five. How do you see this one, Matt? How are we going to light this candle? Yeah, I, I see it. Uh, I see it very similar. Um, this is uh, this is probably why I'll play the pick six because I do feel strongly that I can get out of this race with the five or the four. Uh, again, just with the madness yesterday, uh, front end speed on this dirt course seemed to just carry horses. I'm not saying it's the same, but I would say pay attention to that early on. I do expect um, uh, the, the the four uh, Miss Fashionista to get the lead, uh, but I also see the five uh, Carapara stalking this pace as well. So, uh, but I, I will use this. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go five four on an A line. I'm going to. I will use the six on a B line. Everything that Nick said is absolutely spot on. This horse is going to attract a lot of money. I think will be. Not the greatest value overall, but I think this horse does have talent. But if we do see this dirt course carrying horses on the front end, this horse is going to be coming from off of it. So you may want to lean away a bit more. But I will I will include the six just as a, as a backup on a lone B line. But my primaries, I would say 80% of my play is going to be 5-4 in the first leg here, Pete. There are a couple of dirt races before this one, also a couple of turf races, but you might get some idea of how the track is playing. I wouldn't surprise me one bit if it is, uh, if, if the track has flipped or normalized based on what we saw yesterday, but uh, time will tell as far as that goes. We go on to the turf for race number six, an allowance race going a mile and three eighths. Matt Vagvolgi, we'll keep it with you. Ooh, this is a race. I hope you guys have uh, some opinions on. Uh, I need some. Uh, I need some help. I got. Uh, I got. I got. Uh, I'm blindfolded in this race. Almost. I feel. Uh, just a lot of different. A lot of different directions to go. Uh, I'm going to use the five, the one, the seven, and the six. Hopefully, I can make uh, some more sense of this. But um, you know, the the five personal best is probably best in this race. I think sits a nice uh, in a nice position off that front end speed. Should be sitting alone, I think, behind the uh, the early pacemakers. And uh, I just feel has a nice turn of foot late, a strong late pace figure on my end. Uh, so should be making up ground late. Uh, has competed fairly well at this level, too. So always around the number, uh, I think, will be today, I think, is, uh, you know, in, in my opinion, the horse to beat. Uh, the number one as well, Ensemble. Similar type idea, just might have a little bit more to do coming off the pace. But again, another another strong late pace figure uh, should be able to save some ground uh, with uh, with Castellano. Uh, the seven as well, I thought was interesting. And I'm curious to get your guys thoughts. Should be a bigger price. Um, I just feel is 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 turning in the form. I, I like the progression of, uh, of of speed figures on this horse. Um, should be closer towards the front end, might be able to step out and get the lead and has proven to get confident on the, on the front end. So it's another horse I wanted to use uh, in there as well. And then the six unruly Julie, I just think fits in terms of an overall class perspective uh, should be coming off the pace might not be in the best spot possible, but uh, again, a horse I think has some talent. So as you can tell, I'm a bit confused in this leg. I think a lot of different directions to go, but those are the, the main horses I want to concentrate on. 
I wouldn't talk you off the seven. I, you know, I didn't, I did not uh, come up with her and the distance is certainly a question mark, but in a race that could potentially be a bit of a turf grab bag, I, 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 there's no reason, there's no equity in life and talking somebody off a 10 to one plus shot in a race like this. But I did, I did think personal best just leapt off the page. I'm a, I'm a known fan of hers. I thought maybe she moved a little early last time. I think the added ground is her friend and the expected pace should really bring stamina into play. So I, I was okay with the idea of trying to press up the five in here a bit, but Nick, let's bring you in for, for your thoughts. So uh, what do you think of personal best and all the rest in the six race? Yeah, I think when all said and done, personal best is going to go off about six to five in here. And I wonder if the public is, is actually unraveling it properly um, because the, the problem that I had with ensemble and, and all of the alums from the 23rd of October from the second race at Belmont at Aqueduct is that that figure sticks off the page as really smelly. And, and my risky affair came back already and dropped nine points in the winter memories on Sunday. So I'm wondering if, if all of these horses are going to take a little bit of funny money based on a figure that they really didn't earn. And, and that's kind of led me to the conclusion to ditch all of them. Uh, Brendan Walsh has had a brutal second half of the year and ensembles a horse that really came out of nowhere to run a good second in there at 17 to one. The advantage that she has is that she probably wants every bit of this mile and three eighths. I remember talking to a handicapper I respected years ago, and he said when Suge stretches horses out beyond a mile and an eighth, that's when they really get to their best. And, and I, I know that that's something, not something I can quantify with a statistic, which I would prefer to do, but I just think this is probably the right place at the right time for personal best. Good thing about her, too, is she's versatile enough to stay a little bit closer early. I would be comfortable in the pick five, probably going in the pick six. I'd go very narrow, probably in single her and just have a couple of backups in the pick five. I'm not going to give her much help. I think she's probably supposed to win. In terms of those backups, any numbers you want to mention? You know, I think the two Caroni is a little interesting. Mike Maselli had been on a bad run after his suspension and uh, he got a win on Saturday and it was the kind of performance that you could see turning things around. Now it's kind of funny that this Philly looked like she might be a sprinter a couple of months ago and he's now sending her 11 furlongs, but I could see using her of the horses from that 23rd of, of uh, October race that I uh, said, I really don't love. I'd probably use ensemble and that'd be the only one. So I think I'd back up with the one and two. All right, let's move this along to race number seven, where we've got a maiden special weight going a mile on the dirt Nick Tamara, we oh we have a scratch in this one. The seven will not be competing, uh, so we have a field of six going postward. Who do you like? Well, the question is who's going to beat Southern Flag, right? Because he finds a horse that's a little bit better than him every time he goes to the post. And all kidding aside, I mean he's really not supposed to be beaten in here. He's supposed to win. His his effort last time out was bolstered by the fact that it felt like staying inside was really advantageous. What Tasha came back, and I don't want to say that he underperformed, but um, I thought he was supposed to run a little bit better in his next start. So I think Southern Flag gets the job done. I'm intrigued by Vodka Mardini, though. This is a horse that at the beginning of his career, he took a lot of money in a pretty loaded maiden special weight race at Saratoga, one of the races that fooled me more than any others. I thought Stellar Tap was destined to be a, a superstar, and uh, he was available for 50000 about eight months later. Mm -hmm. uh, but this horse comes back off a layoff, new gelding, getting Lasix, you know, sort of the ultimate equipment change. And this is a barn, obviously, that, that had the damn hot city girl and, um, and so I think there's reason to believe that this horse can improve. I'm a little less confident in a horse like the Six American Law coming back from the layoff. I think he may have gotten a – I think his good races are probably bolstered a little bit by the, the weaker March and April fields that we end up seeing at Aqueduct. 
All right. Good points there for the four and the three. Matt, how about you? Are you with the favorite? Yeah, I'm I'm Lone here on the four Southern flag. Uh again, just just to add with that, I, I don't think I don't I think American law is gonna try to go to the front here, and I just don't think has enough to stay with Southern flag. On a pace perspective, I look at my figures here. I just have a high cruising speed for Southern flag and the only horse in the race with a triple digit late pace figure. American Law's late pace figure falls off substantially. That tells me I don't think, given this pace dynamic, that um, that American Law will be able to hang with Southern Flag. So I'm lone A on Southern Flag. I am playing against American Law. Uh, I, I agree with Nick. I think Vaca Martini has got some dirty form here that I think folks are going to just bypass and look elsewhere. Uh, I think this horse is, is interesting. I think could get a nice trip if these two horses go at it, Southern Flag and American Law. Do go at it head-to-head uh, -head up front. I think uh, Vaca Martini is going to be sitting in uh, in a nice spot. So as a price play in a lone B line, I'm going to use the three. But I'm pretty simple here. I'm going uh, four as an A, three as a B. All right, lots of agreement in race seven. we got three races left and about five minutes to get them done. I think we can do it. Race eight, New York bread allowance, six furlongs on the turf. You can take out the 11 and the 12. Matt, what numbers will be on your tickets? It's another again. This these turf races to me are, I think, a bit uh, a bit confusing. I am happy to hear that you guys have conviction in race number six. Uh, that helps. Race number eight, I felt, was again another difficult uh, another difficult puzzle to put together. Um, I did like the um, probably out of the out of the entry. I like the I like Ghost Giant the the most. We'll use the one. Um, I just think sits in a good spot. It might be a little bit tricky though, because you look at ghost giant in these, in these turf sprints, it has what I call a progressive pace angle where just very slow to start early pace starts to get into it. And then a giant lay pace figure, but I don't know. Six furlongs makes me a little, little wary on that, but I think in talent overall, I think this horse is probably best in this field. Another horse I thought was interesting that just gets to uh, gets to the front and gets confident is uh, is the seven. Uh, not far now. Might be a price uh, today. Should get to the front end and uh, might keep going. So uh, I want to use the one, the seven. Another horse I want to throw in there as well at a decent price would be the five uh, deep cover. Uh, again, just, I think finds a, finds a good group. I think class-wise fits uh, should be competitive. Again, might be left off the board betting-wise. So uh, the three I want to look at here. The one A, uh, seven and five for me. Nick, let's bring you back in to get your thoughts on race number eight. One, three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> <laughs> spreading, <laughs> spreading for your lungs here. From, uh, this race has a smell to me. I, I think that you could see a horse like running with scissors running better. I hate that Irad is on him because his price is going mean, to. He ran very well last time out. I thought against considerably better competition, a horse like Thin White Duke. Obviously, is not eligible for this condition, but if he was in here, he'd be one to five. I think Battle Station is very dangerous. Second off the claim by Fernando Abreu because he comes out of that same race. He was wide the entire way as well. Um, I, I don't I don't have enough of a lean against Phantom Smoke. I'm scared enough by Ghost Giant. I don't love Frank's art, but he is sort of the the only one in here with upside. So, yeah, it's, you know, Matt joked about having convictions earlier on in the, the prior turf race. I have absolutely none here. One, three, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. No top pick for Nick in this spot. Am I summing <laughs> that up right? That's right. Throw him up in the air. And <laughs> you might want to throw Matt's five in there as well. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I definitely shouldn't exclude anyone. If you're spreading that much, you might as well, you know, go go whole hog. Race number nine, New York bread allowance, Phillies and Mares, three and up, six furlongs on the dirt. You can take out the three, leaving us a field of eight. 
Nick, we'll bring you back in, hopefully a race where you can offer us a confidence selection after uh, after the spread fest in race eight. Well, you know, the problem here is, like, what exactly are you supposed to do with Norman Queen, who comes back off a layoff for the trainer deputizing for uh, Jeffrey Engelhart, who's now suspended? And how are you supposed to have any confidence in, in that horse running well? Um, obviously, the job got a little bit easier with Peak of Sheik coming out, but it's it doesn't seem likely that Norman Queen is going to going to clear Cunt Hurry Love, who's one door to the inside. Liberty Flame, I thought, ran very well last time out. I, I sort of made her my tepid selection. She's been kind of a pet of mine since she ran second on debut. I bet her that day. Um, and I feel like she might get the right setup and right trip. I'm going to use her and Fancy Feline as A's. I'm going to back up with Norman Queen and hope that I'm just on the right horses because I found this to be particularly difficult and a race where I can end up spending a lot more money than I want to. Oh, the only uh, other horse that I forgot to mention that I'm going to use is the seven Rebos Valentine, whose lone dirt race was uh, actually her best. I'm sorry, lone fast track dirt race was her best to date. Two six on the A line, five seven on the B line for Nick. Matt, how about you? Uh, a little bit more confidence in uh, in Norman Queen here. Um, the horse I am very much against uh, is is the nine uh, Carbon. Uh, I just I, I just very very much against this horse. Um, I, I won't be on any of my tickets, but I'm going to loan a uh, Norman Queen here as well. Again, just I, I think on on a, on a pace profile. Again, this horse very similar to the horse I mentioned before of just having a very high cruising speed, but a very comfortable cruising speed and, and a giant late pace figure. Uh, I, I don't think uh, the four uh, can't hurry love can can hang. Um, I do want to use, though, just in case something happens to Norman Queen off the break. I think that that horse, the four can get to the front and, and might be dangerous up there. But I just think Norman Queen can can lay off it a bit if the opportunity is to go to the front and go. I think it's going to be very tough to catch, especially if this track is playing uh, to speed again. Uh, ran giant off of uh, a layoff prior, uh, you know, that first start at Saratoga on the turf. Um, again, coming in off a layoff, a little, always a worry, but I, I think this horse will be ready to roll. Uh, so I do like Norman Queen uh, quite a bit. Um, I did like the three, which is out. Um, I did also back up with the two uh, and the four as well. Uh, I just think the two can pick up the pieces if uh, if, if if other horses go. So uh, I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna lean a bit uh, on Norman Queen here to uh, get the job done in race number nine. All right, one race left to go. It is our nightcap dime claimers going a mile on the dirt. Looks like the entire field is going to be headed to us. No, that's not true. The 1A is out. Great workout, not competing. Uh, Durkin's call, the, the straight one will run. Matt Vagvolgi will ask you the key question. How are we going to get paid? Uh, I'm going to go in a, in a in a direction that's that's strange. I know it's a, it's a 10 claimer, but I'm looking for just something new here, right? So uh, I'm going to use the nine uh, Monarchs Glen, uh, eight-year-old that hasn't been on the turf. I'm sorry, on the dirt. Want to give this horse a shot just based on on class. Uh, should you know should be able to handle this group. Um, I'm also going to look at the six uh, Jack the Cat. Very similar. First time on the dirt. I just don't like much of anything that's run on the dirt here. Durkin's call. I mean, again, I would say as as a use, but again, not a horse you want to have a whole ton of confidence on. Uh, to me anyway, in, in this particular group. So, uh, you know, nine, six, one, I, I, I will use, and then I'm going to back up with the five as well. Little commissioner. I just, again, as, as kind of a wild card should be a bomb, uh, but might be able to sit off the pace and, and get it done late in a, in a very, very uh, suspect group here. Um, and then uh, O'Shea, can you see again, another, another wild play uh, at, at a price uh, that can come rolling late off the pace. So not a whole lot of conviction here, but I will try to use that set of nine, six, one to try to get it home. 
Nick, how about you? How are we going to close this thing out? Yeah, really tough way to close this thing out, no doubt about it. I have the one, two, and four penciled in as my A horses, and I'm going to back up with a couple couple of those turf horses that uh, that Matt brought up, including the six and the nine. I, I guess I feel a little obligated to use the eight as well. I know Kumar's seen much better days, but you don't expect to see a guy like Irad ride a horse like this dropping from 20 to 10. It could very well be that this horse just can't run anymore, but I'm going to, I'm going to bank on that at least having some rationale behind it because uh, this is a race I think that just offers you no clues at all. All right. Spready sequence. We'll see if we can get the money today at Aqueduct. We thank Nick. We thank Matt. We thank our, our sponsors over at uh, Naira and Naira bets. I'm Peter Thomas Fornatel. May you win all your photos.